Hey guys, my name is Mark Cox. I took what was $2,000 of loaned money from school and turned it into over $750,000 while in college. Now that I'm out of college and graduated, I day trade for a living and teach people just like you how to trade and get financial freedom or at least get another source of income. With my system, you not only get courses that teach you all the basics and what you need to know before jumping into stocks, but also you're going to learn how to do everything the right way and work with me personally. As long as you have a cell phone or a computer, you can learn how to trade right from anywhere in the world as long as you have Wi-Fi. So join me, get started now, and let's become a profitable trader. Most of this generation quits the second they get talked to. You did this wrong, you did this wrong, or, or they get yelled at. It's so easy to be great nowadays because everybody else is, most people are, are weak. What do these people need to get started? Why aren't they starting? We all know the answer is fear. But the difference with you guys or me or anybody who's followed through is we're more afraid of the, what life would be like if we don't follow through than the person who's willing to settle for what they got and kind of hope it'll change and maybe purchase something for the moment and then not follow through on it. It's almost like people, overachievers, have a little more fear. They're a little more afraid of missing out. They're afraid of not being there or they got a strong enough reason to follow through. It's not what happens that determines the quality or the quantity of your life. It's not what happens. And the reason is because what happens happens to about everybody. No different. The sun went down on all of us last night. A common event, a happening. And I found out that the same things can happen to two different people. One gets rich and one stays poor. Why is that? It's because it's not what happens, but rather it's what you do that changes everything. Most of this generation quits the second they get talked to. You did this wrong, you did this wrong, or, or they get yelled at. It's so easy to, you know, to, to be great nowadays because everybody else is, most people are, are weak. This, this is a softened generation. So if you have any mental toughness, any, any ability, if you have any fraction of self-discipline, the ability to not want to do it, but still do it. If you can get through to doing things that you hate to do, on the other side is greatness. It is your job to make yourself whole. Not perfect, but whole and full. Your real work in life, your real work, is to fill yourself till your cup runneth over, so that you're never grasping and needy, clamoring and insecure. But that you can live your life assured in your worthiness and your right to be here and to become the best version of yourself as a woman being. By me running, I am callous in my mind. I'm not training for a race. I'm training for life. I'm training for the time when I get that two o'clock in the morning call that my mom is dead or something happens tragic in life, I don't fall apart. I'm training my mind and my body and my spirit so it's all one so I can handle what life is going to throw at me because the life I've lived, it throws a whole bunch at you. And if you're not physically and mentally prepared for that, you're just going to crumble and you're good for nobody. 
So one of my favorite Gary V um, answers was when asked what you would do if your daughter, when she turns 14, uh, goes into her room and is filming all her videos and nobody likes it and she comes out and says, nobody in this world loves me. And your answer was, step your game up, I believe is the answer. <laughs> Tell us about that. The market is the market, man. Like, 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 you know, if nobody's watching your stuff, like, it's not good enough. Like, everybody thinks their stuff is so good. Like, every day, Gary, my Instagram's so on fire, it's so awesome. Why is nobody, like, why am I not gaining followers? Cause it's not awesome. <laughs> like, of course, like, it's just back to the same, like, you've seen it, you all have friends and be like, look how cute my kid is, and you're like, ugh. <laughs> you know, like, like, it's what we think. We all think our stuff is the best, and like, I get that. But yeah, that would be my advice, only because that also is liberating. Mm. Like, pe- like, to me, everything's about breathing, right? Like, to me, everything is about, like, take full ownership for everything, and then everything gets easy, because then you're in control. And then learn how to love to lose. Like, for me, my game's simple, right? It's all my fault. So now, I'm not mad at Lindsay or D-Rock, or, that's it, my fault. I'm empowering them. So it's actually true. My fault, now, oh, we lost this, or this didn't deliver, or we f***ed up. All right. So now, like everybody's got losses. You know, it's funny, uh, when UFC started getting popular, I started using it to paint the picture. I'm like, look, business and entrepreneurship is much more UFC than it is boxing. In boxing, a loss is devastating. Like, you know, if you ever, you know, if you're, I'm a big boxing fan, like most big fights, like the big, big, big fights through the year, almost, it's just unbelievable amounts of 33 and 0 versus 35 and 0, right? Just like, that's like what you do, you don't fight anybody, and you get to that level. Everybody's got losses in the UFC. And so I think that's how, that's how entrepreneurship, that's how life is, we all have losses. And so I like losses, I love adversity, I like the climb, I like the chip on my shoulder, I like when people are like, oh I knew it, he's not that good, that is like, like I'm even weirdly scared as I continue to ascend and I'm getting popular and what, I, what do you say, the marketing leading, like people start putting these words in front of my name, I'm like, am I gonna sabotage myself? to like recorrect this, like I like adversity. So yeah, all on me, you know, I enjoy losses. Now all of a sudden, like what? You become completely invincible. I feel invincible. I really genuinely, outside of the health of myself and 20 people, feel 100% invincible as a person. Something magical happens when you begin to understand the most appreciable asset you have in any organization is the people of that organization and you begin to commit yourself to developing the people within that organization because how do you grow a company? You grow a company by growing people. And when you grow them, they increase their capacity. When they increase their capacity, they begin to increase the capacity of what you can do and what you can accomplish. Let me just share with you quickly three thoughts on developing people, just very quickly. Number one is the key to developing leaders and the key to developing good people is in recruitment. Uh, The better person you bring in the door, the higher odds you can do well with them. I remember having lunch one time with Lou Holtz and Lou Holtz said, John, I've had bad players on my football team and I've had good players on my football team. And he said, just to be honest with you, I'm a better coach with good players. (laughs) Of course he is. Of course he is. Let me, let me say something. 80% of your success of equipping people to be successful 
is in the front door on who you bring in. I wish I had time to develop that for you because what happens is, unless you and I have a clear picture of what we're looking for, we don't know when we see it. Happens all the time. People come to me and say, John, I'm looking for some leaders for my company. What do you suggest? The first question I ask is, what what does a leader look like? Give me the characteristics, give me the qualities. Uh, Please, please, paint a picture for me. What does that leader look like? Because you've got to have that clear picture so that when you see that person, you know that they're one that you want. Recruitment is key. Number two is positioning. The ability not only to bring the right person in in, in in the front door, but also to put him in the right place, as Collins would say, get him on the bus, get him on the right seat. And position is huge. And what I've discovered is that successful people have always positioned them well, themselves well. When you see a successful person, they're successful because what they have done is they've found their strength zone and they've found their niche and they stay right in that sweet spot and they just work that sweet spot. You've never heard anybody be in an interview that was successful that you came up and you interviewed and they said, well, the secret of my success is that I've never discovered what I was good at. Or the secret of my successes I've always worked on, I've just, I've just worked in my weakness. No, no, they're always in their strength. They always, they've already discovered what they're good at. Now, successful people have discovered what they're good at. Successful leaders discover what other people are good at. Successful people position themselves well. Successful leader position the other people well. And at level number four, that's exactly what happened. The leader is always looking at the people, observing, watching, just like last week, I went back to my, my first school. I graduated, I graduated from Ohio Christian University in a, in a little town in Circleville, Ohio. And, and it's a little school and I go back every year and I give them a day to, to, to speak and, and they get all the proceeds and keep, keep the money. And, and so because I grew up in that town, I told one of my friends that played ball with me, Tim, I said, Tim, uh, let the ball players, let, let the team know, let some of my high school kids know that I'm going to be in town and, and, and let's have a dinner afterwards. And we had over 50 people came together. I hadn't seen many of these, hadn't seen many of my high school mates since I graduated from high school, clear back in 1965. And we had a wonderful time. We laughed and talked and told stories for two hours. And, and Coach Neff, our basketball coach, he came back. I hadn't seen him for years. And when I saw him, I thought of myself, and I thought of back in those scrimmages in basketball, because the first scrimmage every year, Coach Neff would take the first team, and he'd say, now I'm gonna let you play the second team, but there's one condition. The first team is not going to play their position. And he'd take Doug Roth, who was six foot eight, and put him out at point guard. I remember he stuck me one year under, the, uh, uh, under center, and, and he put all the first team players out of position on offense. But he let the second team play in their position. And the second team always beat us in the scrimmage. Why'd they always beat us? Because, and then he would stop and he'd say, let me just explain something to you. No matter how talented you are, if you're out of position, you'll never reach your potential. What was Coach Neff teaching us? He was coaching us and he was teaching us that it's key to get positionally correct. And it's also, as a leader, key to get your people in the right position. And at level number four, that's what happens. At level number four, you recruit well, you position well, and then you equip well. Now you take them and say, okay, I understand what their strength zone is. I, I understand what their giftedness is. Now I'm going, I'm going to equip them. I'm going to come alongside of them and I'm going to develop them and I'm going to train them. And I use a very simple, for years, for many, many years, a simple five-step equipping process. It really works. Step one, I do it. It's that simple. You can't teach somebody what you can't do yourself. We may teach what we know, but we reproduce what we are. So if you're going to reproduce yourself, you've got to be it yourself. So the first step is, is I do it. 
Step two is I do it and you're with me. I take you with me. Now we're going to spend time together. I'm going to be your mentor. I'm going to be your coach. You're going to watch me. You're going to observe me. You're going to see me in different situations. We're going to make sure that it works. We're going to make sure you're going to be able to ask me questions. Step three is now, now we turn it and I hand, I hand the ball off to you. Now on step three, you do it. You do it and I'm with you. Now I'm watching you and I'm, I'm tweaking you, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm helping you to get better, and I, I'm, 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 I'm just really fine-tuning you. Step four is you do it. You just do it. You don't need me anymore. You know how to do it. You do it, and you do it well. And many times people think that equipping stops at, at, at step four, but it doesn't. There's one more step that's absolutely essential. Step five is, is, is you do it, and somebody's with you. You've never really trained and equipped somebody until they can multiply themselves. That's where all compounding is. That's where all compounding of time, money, influence, the whole process. All compounding begins when you can train somebody who has trained somebody. I know that well because 14 years ago I started a nonprofit organization called Equip that is now the largest leadership organization in the world. And we've trained and equipped over 3 million people in 154 countries. And the key to that is we don't train anybody unless they make a commitment to train somebody else. It has to continue to go on. That's level number four. It's a beautiful level to be on. It's the level where you develop people. 